Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Jane Garvey. And I'm Fee Glover. Off Air with Jane and Fee is going live. We are taking to the stage at the amazing Crucible Theatre in Sheffield on Friday the 31st of May. It'll be a night full of surprises. We'll have a special guest, we'll involve you in the audience and we'll embarrass ourselves. You really won't want to miss it. Well, the surprises, we don't yet know what's in it, so it genuinely is a night of surprises. Well, you've surprised me already. Uh, It's not just us. Our live show is part of an exciting new podcast festival called Cross wires which is taking place in some really amazing venues across sheffield from the 31st of may to the 2nd of june so other podcasters that you'll be able to see include katie price Catherine ryan romash ranganathan and the original adam buxton but there's also a whole host of free fringe events family shows surprise acts and after parties that jane and i haven't yet been invited to i'm sure it's only a matter of time head to crosswires.live for tickets and more information This is The World in 10 from The Times of London on Tuesday the 3rd of January. I'm Bev Rimmer. And I'm Nkamp Ifejika. Ukraine says Russia will not wear them out. We have information that Russia is planning a protracted attack using Shahed drones. And a helicopter collision in Australia leaves four people dead. We could have had a far worse situation here and uh, the fact that that one helicopter has managed to land has been quite remarkable. President Zelensky says Russia is aiming to wear out Ukraine with an onslaught of drone attacks using weapons supplied by Iran. Here's what the leader had to say in his daily address. We have information that Russia is planning a protracted attack using Shahed drones. It's probably banking on exhaustion, exhausting our people, our anti-aircraft defences, our energy. But we act and do everything so that the terrorists fail in their aim as all their others have failed. President Zelensky remained defiant, insisting that Russia would continue to fail as the war between the two neighbours carries on into its 10th month. He said his task was to give Ukraine successes, achievements, small victories every day. Meanwhile, Ukraine has confirmed it carried out a strike on New Year's Day in the occupied region of Donetsk. It claims to have killed 400 Russian military personnel, but Moscow disputes that. Officials in Russia say only 63 troops died. It is extremely unlike them to confirm any fatalities on the battlefield. A British couple and pilot are among four people killed when a pair of helicopters collided in mid-air over the Gold Coast of Australia. The couple were identified by friends in Australian media as 65-year-old Ron Hughes and his 57-year-old wife Diane, who were from Northern England. They had married in 2021. The other two who died were the pilot, 40-year-old Ashley Jenkins from Central England, 
and 36-year-old Australian mum Vanessa Tadros, whose 10-year-old son survived the accident. Nine other people were injured. Australian Transport Bureau Chief Commissioner Angus Mitchell said more people could have been killed. The second helicopter coming in to land, now that has remarkably managed to land upright and considering the damage that was done to the front left-hand section of that helicopter where the pilot was sitting, that's been a, a remarkable achievement. So whilst it has been very tragic that four people have lost their lives and many families are mourning this morning, uh, we could have had a far worse situation here and uh, the fact that that one helicopter has managed to land has been quite remarkable. The helicopter had been contracted by SeaWorld Marine Adventure Park in Queensland. They were carrying holidaymakers, including children, who were enjoying a picture-perfect 30 degrees Celsius cloudless day at the height of the summer season. Small boats and rescue helicopters were scrambled to the scene, while heavy holiday traffic on the roads delayed the response of rescue vehicles. Coming up, the UK faces its worst rail strikes and long emergency service delays. And King Pele lies in state ahead of his final send-off. The Buffalo Bills have confirmed that their player Damar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest during their match with the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night. The NFL safety collapsed on the field, clutching his chest shortly after tackling Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins, who had the ball. Will Gavin is the NFL correspondent for Talk Sport and gave us this update on Hamlin. His vitals are back to normal. He is... Uh, he has a pulse. He is currently in hospital, but in a critical condition. His friend and marketing manager, Jordan Rooney, tweeted that they'd put him into a medically induced coma, put a breathing tube down his throat and a, and a running test. Hamlin initially got straight up after the collision with Higgins, but collapsed back to the ground soon after. An ambulance was quickly on the field and players from both sides surrounded him as he received CPR and defibrillation. More from Will Gavin. He was seen on the field for 15 or so minutes. He was taken to the ambulance, initially uh, placed back on the ground for further CPR before being loaded into the ambulance and taken out of the stadium to a medical facility about two minutes away. Bills quarterback Josh Allen has tweeted, please pray for our brother, while the team's official account says the thoughts and prayers of all of Bills Mafia are supporting you, Damar. Travellers in the United Kingdom face a week of disruption because of a series of rail strikes. The RMT union is staging two 48-hour walkouts on Tuesday and Friday, while drivers from a different union as will strike on Thursday. An estimated 80,000 trains will be cancelled across the five days in the long-running dispute over pay and conditions that began back in June. Passengers, including those returning to work after the festive break, have been advised to travel only if absolutely necessary and to allow extra time and check when first and last trains will depart. The UK's Transport Secretary, Mark Harper, told Times Radio that they've been trying to broker a deal between the unions and employers. We've been getting absolutely involved in this. We've been trying to facilitate train operators and network rail and the unions getting together, which we've done. The uh, rail minister met them all before Christmas and has continued to talk to them. There's a very fair pay offer on the table, which has been accepted by two of the trade unions uh, on network rail. Uh, the RMT recommended that their members didn't accept Mick Lynch, who heads the RMT union, said the government was stopping the rail companies from doing a deal. It's in the hands of the government the way this dispute goes. They put some stipulations and conditions 
into that document, uh, the government did that, Mark Harper's department, that they know that the railway unions will never accept the extension of driver-only operation uh, was, was inserted into that document at the last minute, uh, at the instruction of the government. So that didn't facilitate a settlement, it blocked it. The UK is facing a series of industrial disputes with nurses, ambulance drivers, postal workers, teachers, all going on strike or voting to do so within the last few months. And in the next few weeks, nurses and ambulance staff will strike again following walkouts in December. Many are requesting pay increases as double-digit inflation hits the economy. You're listening to The World in 10 with insight into the globe's biggest stories in just 10 minutes. It's time to get the sports news now and with the latest on a farewell to a true legend. Here's John Jackson. Pele will be laid to rest today in the Brazilian coastal city of Santos, his adopted home and where he played for the majority of his career. A procession carrying Pele's coffin will pass through the streets to allow people to pay their final respects before the footballing great is buried in a private ceremony. On Monday, mourners lined up to see Pele's body in an open casket in the centre of the field at the Villa Belmiro Stadium, home of the Santos Football Club, where he made 636 appearances and scored 618 goals. FIFA president Gianni Infantino spoke of how he wants the footballing world to remember Pelé. We pay tribute to him by uh, asking all the federations to pay a minute of silence and tribute to Pelé. But we're also going to ask every country in the world to name one of their football stadiums uh, with the name of Pelé. With huge crowds expected, Sao Paulo state military say they've prepared a special operation called the King Pelé Operation to ensure public order. France's premier movie awards, the Césars, will ban from its ceremony this year anyone who's been convicted or is facing a potential jail sentence for sexual assault. It means the actor Sofiane Benasser, who's been investigated for rape, which he denies, won't be allowed to attend the awards taking place in February. Benasser had been nominated for an acting award for starring in Les Amandiers, but had his name removed back in November. The Cesar Academy, which hands out the awards, faced a backlash in 2020 when the Polish director, Roman Polanski, won an award. He fled the United States in 1978 while serving a sentence for unlawful sex with a minor. And finally, sex workers in Russia are certainly asking what war is good for. They've experienced a slump in revenue due to the invasion of Ukraine. Online magazine Secret Fermi reported that those at the lower to middle end of the market have reported a fall in earnings of between 30 to 50 percent. It's as men departed the country en masse when war broke out early last year. And those who remained apparently had a reassessment of values with many hastily arranged marriages. It's not all gloomy, however. Business picked up around training bases for soldiers, such as in the city of Novosibirsk in Siberia. The politics of war have also affected relationships between sex workers and clients and among swinging and sex party communities. They're not allowed to discuss politics, children, LGBTQ plus issues, drugs and most certainly not the war. And on that interesting note, that's your World in 10 from the Times of London on Tuesday the 3rd of January. This podcast from the Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.